Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm all right. I, I wish I was watching the uh, final few NFL preseason games of the weekend, which we would have if not for this COVID thing. But, uh, yeah, no NFL preseason. And uh, But we are closing in on some real football. We, we got a high school football to talk about, commitments to talk about. It's getting here. It's definitely getting here, and and something else that'll get you there is Rock Auto. Go check out rockauto.com. We'll talk about them in just a bit. But it was a huge weekend for Alabama, getting Monkel Goodwine, the fabulous defensive tackle or defensive end. He he made it sound like he wants to play more as a defensive end versus a tackle in the interview I saw with John Garcia, who's a friend of the program. Also, um, Kyrie Jackson, the fabulous Juco cornerback and I was wrong last week I thought he only had two years to play two he's actually got three years to play three but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be here at least two years because he can still leave after one year correct I'm sorry that was confusing <laughs> yeah uh, you know these kids with weird recruiting stories they make me so nervous and that's just because if you go back through history and just look at you know who's had who has really successful college careers and NFL careers it's pretty rare that it's kids with bizarre recruiting stories so we'll see how it works out with him but Kyrie is actually high school wise in the 2017 class uh he's actually Najee Harris's age he is he's supposed to be a senior in college had he gone straight through but Kyrie took two years off from playing football together he didn't play football in 2017 or 2018 He finally played his first year of junior college in the fall of 2019. So that does leave him three years of eligibility. However, as of right now, as high school, as as junior college is planning on playing junior college football this spring, Kyrie will either play or redshirt. If he redshirts, he would have three years at Alabama. If he plays this spring, he would have two years at Alabama. I'm not sure what the what the schedule is for him, whether he's going to plans to redshirt or play this spring, assuming they actually play spring junior college football. I guess that's yet to be seen. A toss-up right now in terms of what's going to happen uh, with the spring and, and even with the fall. But apparently there is a new saliva test that has come out that um, is going to be hugely beneficial in terms of getting these tests back and, and results back rapidly so that it will allow for more of a a rapid response so that you know that who's who's testing positive for COVID and you can sit them out, which would be monstrously big for the fall football season. And if that is true, if that is true, you got to think the Big Ten and the Pac-12 feel even more like egg is on their face, as we'll talk about – fall football here before we get into the the big two commitments from this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge uh, game changer. The saliva test, the rapid saliva test uh, created by uh, Yale with funding from the the NBA Player Association. Very uh, uh, good news, uh, period. Sports or no sports, it's good news uh, for, for testing in this country. And, uh, and and testing to, to make sports safe. And, uh, you know, uh, whatever's going on in the Big Ten and, and the Pac-12, I, I think we should be less less concerned with. 
the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 are going forward. This this weekend's te- uh, news about the testing is just further proof that uh, that 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 you can play sports safely, or or that there is a, a method uh, that that can be utilized to, to help make it as safe as possible. And uh, we should just be focused on that. And uh, whatever the Big Ten, the Pac-12 do, that's our own that's our own business. But we're going forward with a, a season and uh, and even a playoff. Um, you know, if, if it gets that far. So I'm. I'm excited. We got a fall camp starting tomorrow. It's a very football day. I mean, between the good news about the test, the commitments yesterday, high school football starting this week, Alabama camp opening tomorrow. Uh, kind of smell football in the air, can't we? Uh, there's no doubt about it. And I'm glad you brought up high school starting this week because I'll actually be calling both games of the kickoff classic for the AHSA. It'll be uh, Pike Road against Montgomery on Thursday and Wetumpka and Pratt. Who features tonight? Looking forward to both of those games and um, go check them out on the HSA radio network. Uh, we'll appreciate it. But, uh, you know, going back to this Big Ten Pac 12 thing, apparently Justin Fields, the fabulous quarterback for, Ohio, for uh, the Big Ten to reconsider playing this fall. And a lot of the parents for Penn State, Iowa, Nebraska, Ohio State, I think even Michigan, have, have also voiced their displeasure. Uh, very vocally that uh, that they want to go ahead and play this year. And you wonder if the Big Ten is going to have to reconsider this. I don't know that the that off. Um, and one thing to remember, hey, most just about every team that I know of has not put on pads since last January at the earliest. I mean, and so you can't just throw them back into practice uh, on a whim, you know, if they decide Thursday. It's, it's, man, it's going to be a thing. The Big the Big Ten may have really stepped in it. You know, one way to get to – one way to do this, and, and and I hope they ask, and I hope it's a no just because, I mean, it's just so easy to have a rivalry with the Big Ten. But maybe with this testing news, the Big Ten proposes, hey, we can all play after all. We can all play after all. Thanks to this testing – Let's get all this testing up and running. Let's come up with a new thing. And let's all agree to play starting in mid-October. And I hope the SEC is like, no, no, we're not doing that. We're, we already have a plan that works for us. Uh, that's it. We're not changing just to make it con- more convenient for you who bailed out on everyone uh, but w- when we thought we were all on the same page. So uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with all that. I, I just hope we just – I just hope we focus, and by we, I mean Alabama fans, just focus on our team and our schedule that hopefully we'll get this week, and uh, and, and then uh, we'll worry about you know what the plans are in place, and and if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have screwed themselves for a half a decade, that's on them. All right, so Jimmy, it's funny you mentioned the schedule because I'm checking Twitter as you're talking, and uh, not that I'm not paying attention to you, Jimmy, because I'm certainly not paying attention to you, but. Um, the SEC network announced that the schedule reveal will happen tomorrow on that network at six o'clock central time. So, uh, how about that? That is awesome. And one more piece of good news, just incredible. All right. So SEC network five central Monday evening, and I will be tuning in. I hope you will too. 
Speaking of tuning, you can go to rockauto.com if your car is in need of a tune-up, and you can check out their vast selection, incredible prices. Anything that your car could possibly need, they will have at rockauto.com. That's R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. Go check them out. Toot sweet, because they have every single thing you could need for your car Tell them that you heard about Rock Auto from the Locked On Network. That would be much appreciated. And I'm going to tell you, we got some results about how people are checking out Rock Auto because they have heard about them on this network. And, man, we certainly do appreciate that because it makes for happy clients when they know that uh, our marketing is having an effect. So go check out Rock Auto and tell them that Locked On sent you. That would be hugely important, and you will be grateful to me that I even merely suggested this to you, rockauto.com. So, Jimmy, if the schedule is coming out tomorrow, and it sounds like it is, I mean, barring some unforeseen circumstance, and that's all 20, 2020 is, is an unforeseen circumstance. Um, <laughs> but uh, who do you think Alabama's going to get first? Because it was supposed to be Georgia. I don't believe they will put Bama Georgia one. I just don't think that. I just don't think so. Well, you know, I, I was half right and half wrong about the methodology when it came to picking the two additional opponents. So I'm I'm really hesitant to guess. Um, you know, it, and, and on the one hand, I feel like it is a total guess, like it's just a grab. Alternatives, but uh, you know, if there's any rhyme or reason to it, it would probably be Georgia in the sense that is there was there going to be an effort to keep games as scheduled where they are if that's the case then then it would it would almost certainly be Georgia so Georgia is going to be my guess but am i saying it's going to be Georgia i'm guessing it's going to be Georgia and i also say that i feel there's a, a far less than 50% chance that that's right yeah, that's a good way to hedge your bet, I think. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. you did. Well, it's my, best, it's my best guess, but it's almost certainly not right, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, and, and by best guess, I just mean there's some logic, I, I believe, in keeping the schedule exactly as it was and then trying to add those two opponents, you know, in, in non-conference game spots uh, so you're upsetting the schedules as little as possible. But uh, but but when they pick the two new opponents, they basically blew it all up and started all over. So I'm assuming that's what they're going to do with this. So I don't know. But uh, but my best guess is Georgia. But uh, do I really really expect it to be Georgia? No, not really. Yeah, I, it could be though. I mean, maybe I'm already backtracking on what I said that it won't be. But it could be because um, you got to think they're going to want to put their best foot forward and get some of the big games early to, you know, just to draw everybody in and, and make it feel like true college football. You don't want to start off with Bama at Missouri. I wouldn't think um, there's got to be some, somebody's going to play a big game early and I guess it might as well be Bama and Georgia, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, they, they may look at it totally through the lens of, of TV and building drama. We also talked about earlier this year, there is some logic in playing all your divisional games first so you can better better have a, a division champion in, in case the season has to, you know, in case everybody's missing two or three games. The best way to still have a legitimate champion is if all the division games were played 
So, so it could be that Alabama's first six games are all against divisional opponents, which would mean playing Auburn not in its traditional spot. Um, so that they, they could approach it that way. Uh, they, like you said, they could approach it in a way to best generate interest in TV ratings. Uh, or, like I initially said, maybe they try to keep the schedule as is as much as they, as much as they could. So uh, any of those things are possible. But uh, I know this. I'll be tuned in to SEC Network at 5 p.m. Central on Monday. Uh, well, you can tune in at 5, and that's great. You'll just be early. It starts at 6. Oh, I, th- I thought it was 6 Eastern. No, I said 6 Central, 7 Eastern. Oh, 6 Central. Even better. Yeah. Okay. 6 Central. Even better. Even better. A full work. Imagine that. A full work day for me. All right. Perfect. I, I dig it. Um, yeah, it's, that's going to be a lot of fun. I, it, it is kind of cool how – Somehow, some way, because of this pandemic, in terms of everything is thrown for a loop, right? I mean, my daughter and and wife went down to the beach this past week, and I had to drive to Charleston on Thursday and come back Friday, and I didn't want to drive back down to the beach and then come back today or and all that stuff, so I didn't go with them. Um, but you know, so I've I've really just been bacheloring it uh, these last couple of days, and you know, just doing yard work and other random crap that doesn't mean anything. And, um, you know, you would think that I would be so anxious and, and, and worried about football and not and football, not happening, but because all of life is so generally screwed up right now and everything, the, the news changes from minute to minute, you know, we have a saliva test cases are going down. Oh no, deaths are going up. Oh no. Uh, in Alabama, things are looking awful. In New York, things are looking great. Actually, it's reversed as the way you count the cases, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can check news anytime, and it seems like something new is happening. And so I'm, it's almost like my head's on a swivel all the time. So I haven't really – I mean, I'm, I'm down about the football situation, even though SEC is going to play. But I'm not, as, um, I'm not as anxious about it as I was. So it's going to be kind of cool – to to have this moment where I'm I'm really looking forward to some some true football news tomorrow night. I'm I'm really fired up about it. And it's fall camp. I mean, who knows what kind of news will come out of Alabama football practice? But in the in the old days, and by old days, I refer to every year prior to the shitty one. In the old days, uh, the first day of fall camp was just huge. I would just sit around waiting all day for the first practice reports and. And, and going to all the Twitter sites of all the, the beat writers and just waiting for that first practice report. And most of the time it wouldn't be full of huge news, but it, it's just a traditional huge day in football is when the team first hits the field. That that happens tomorrow. And, and, and again, high school football games are going to be played in Alabama this Thursday night, just four days from now. Uh, just crazy so that, that, that it's finally here in some form. And how crazy that we – get our schedule on the day fall camp opens, which is three days before the first high school football games. It's just nuts, but that's 2020. Here we are. Yeah. I, now that I think about it, I'm not sure that's much of a coincidence. Uh, Jimmy, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the two commitments we got. And uh, we'll also talk about uh, fall camp and what we can look forward to tomorrow. Any thoughts, Jimmy, uh, just wrapping up, Monkel Goodwine and uh, Kyrie Jackson, where would you rank these two? You know, you, you do a good job of ranking the commitments we have. Um, 
right. would put both of these guys probably in the top. I might put both in the in the top five. Well, uh, good wine is really good. Uh, to me, he is a guy I would rank uh, near wherever I've got uh, Blackshire, Deontay Lawson. Uh, I, I think he's probably a, a step ahead of those guys. I'm not sure I would rank others. Uh, you know, I, I think he's he's in that area. If I was ranking our prospects, I think he's a he's a top 100 guy nationally. If he's not top 100, he would be knocking on the door. Um, so he's an elite guy. I think he's going to beef up and be an even bigger guy and be a defensive lineman for Alabama. I know he would like to remain outside and be kind of a jack pass rusher, but he's already 265 without ever getting to campus. So I, I think he'll be a 290-pound-plus player in college and be a defensive lineman. Kyrie's a little harder to rank because it's kind of hard to rank junior college guys in amongst high school players because your career is that much shorter and you're so much older. Again, Kyrie has an odd recruiting story. I mean, he's Najee Harris's age. And, and could be showing up at Alabama as a junior, could be showing up at Alabama next year as a sophomore. Uh, we'll see what happens with his spring season at uh, East Mississippi. Uh, but I'll say this, I don't know where to rank him, but in pure talent, in like if you were going to make a list of, okay, of all these guys that are signing with Alabama, who might be a future first-round pick? Kyrie might be at the top of the list, along with the Tommy Brockermeyers, and the and the Damon Paynes. I mean, he he might be at the top when it comes to that because Kyrie Jackson has immense upside at, at, at the defensive back position. Now, notice I don't say corner. I I do think he can play corner, and I think there's a good chance he might be a corner at Alabama and be a real good one. But my feeling is based on his skill set that he's slightly more likely to be uh, at the star position for Alabama. And, and, and even maybe slightly more likely to be a safety than a corner. But but he is so immensely gifted. I think he could play any of the three spots and be a, a, a great player at any of the three spots. So uh, I, I'm very excited about both guys. And, and, and we, we continue marching towards one uh, a finish uh, where it will rank, this class will rank among the very best that, uh, that Nick Saban has ever signed. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, about a month and a half ago, we were ranked 61st in the country in recruiting, and now we're ranked second. So it's a pretty big deal. Um, okay, as far as fall camp goes, what can we expect tomorrow? I mean, what is tomorrow going to be like? It's got to be just super weird. I watched some of Hard Knocks, and it was surreal to watch how all this stuff is unfolding in, in pro football practice. I can't imagine how difficult it's going to be uh, on a college campus. Yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of being there and what's actually going to happen, it will look unlike any other first day of fall camp ever. Now, obviously, you don't normally practice in pads and and do a lot of hitting on the first day, so Alabama wasn't going to do that anyway. Uh, but it's still going to be unlike any other first day, and where it will really be unlike any other first day is for us, the fans, because normally we have 15, 18 beat riders that watch uh, a couple periods of practice, take pictures and video, report back to us, show us all this cool stuff, have a little news to report maybe on who's banged up or who's lining up where. And uh, there's a very good chance we won't get any of that stuff. It'll be like, uh, you know, we'll be in the darkest, all that stuff, which is unfortunate because, you know, we'll be starved for news. But uh, at least it's here, and, uh, and the games are one day closer, and tomorrow night we find out uh, who we actually play and in what order.
Yeah, that uh, again, I can't tell you how excited I am about tomorrow now. I mean, not only just start a practice, but that schedule reveal is just going to be something else. Really been impressed with uh, Najee Harris and his whole attitude about this thing. He has been very vocal. I mean, he's usually a pretty reserved dude, and he's been pretty vocal about the fact that he wants to play. He came back for a reason. Um, to that regard, I got to give a shout out to Trey Smith at Tennessee too, because I heard an interview with Chris Lowe, who writes for ESPN, and Trey Smith over at Tennessee said, "Hey, look, I, there's no part of me that doesn't want to play. I understand what's happening, and I had some health issues myself, but I want to play. And man, I just love that attitude. And I understand that there, there are probably some people out there who say, well." He, he's he's not thinking ahead. He's not thinking about the future. Man, he, he wants, he's wants he got the talent, and he wants to be out there on the field. Let him go enjoy it if he wants to. I, I, I get so irritated about this that, again, I said it last week, these kids can vote, they can drink, they can smoke, uh, they can go fight in the military, but you can't let them decide if they want to um, play football, a, a sport that's probably – very dangerous for them, regardless of COVID. And COVID just adds a scintilla of a percentage that something bad could happen. And everybody's like, that's it. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yeah, uh, all all true. You know, where, where I really, where it really affects me is I do think, I don't think it's a huge sentiment, but there is a popular sentiment out there that the kids don't want to play and that adults that make money off of them are who want them to play and the kids would rather be home with their families. All those interviews blow up all that nonsense because it is nonsense. The vast majority of the kids, they want to play if it can be safe. And uh, I, 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 get, I come in the schools, as we've all heard and read the safety protocols that are in place. And you saw, uh, you know, what's going on with the Chargers and the Rams on, uh, you know, on, on HBO. And, and you see the, the, the same type of precautions that go on there are going on at Alabama, uh, even, even, even more precautions, you know, at the college level. And, uh, and so we can all see it, you know, right there on hard knocks. Uh, I'm just glad we're going to have some real football to talk about and not the virus. Yeah, that's going to be certainly a lot more fun. Um, Well, Jimmy, we will wrap this one up. We will be back with another podcast hopefully we'll be doing podcasts uh more frequently i mean we've been doing about three a week um doing them more frequently now that we're actually going to have some football i think that's going to be the plan so uh let's plan on that jimmy and and maybe we'll shoot another uh, podcast tomorrow excellent let's talk about practice we hit the practice field tomorrow the opening fall camp all right we need to do it um after the schedule reveal though i don't want to be all dated Maybe two. Maybe uh, maybe tomorrow. Let's give the fans what they want. Let's do a, a practice. Let's do a fall camp podcast. And then tomorrow evening, a we have a schedule podcast. I like it. People demanded it. They said, we want more uh, Locked on Bama. And damn it, we're going to give it to them. Uh, You're welcome, right. people. Jimmy Stein, roll tide. Roll tide.